Hi, this is AJ Robinson. I just wanted to thank you for listening to the Chronicles of Springshard. Whether you just started listening recently or you've been here from the beginning two years ago, I'm so glad that you joined us on this ride. Unfortunately, this will be the last episode of Springshard ever. But don't worry, just because the story is over doesn't mean the magic is too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the series finale of Chronicles of Springshard. The nymph in front of me smiles lightly after she just dropped the bomb that she thinks that I am a mythical being come to rule over them. You think I'm the true ruler of old? I don't think I know. Taryn, you are capable of things no one else is. Explain that to me. No, 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 no. I am not magic in any way. That's exactly why I know it's you. We're looking for the real half of the true ruler. You have no magic, but you will. (sighs) I take a staggering breath before sinking to the ground. Magna places a hand on my shoulder comfortingly. I know this must be a lot for you to take in. I'll leave you for now. I look at her as she dissolves into leaves and petals and floats away on a breeze away from the cave pool in front of me. I sit in the silence of occasional dripping in the distant wind. Shafts of light filter in from above, and bioluminescent lights light up the pool in a glowing blue. I pull off my brown boots and inch my way to the water. I allow myself to dip my feet into the water up to my ankles. The cool water seems familiar and comforting, and I let my mind wander from this moment. I'm not... A magical being meant to stabilize a bond of mythical beings to the real world. I am an average person from Salmon City River. I'm a reporter, not a ruler. As I sit in the comfort of unimportance, the center of the pool starts to bubble and glow with a warm orange. As I look at it closer, it moves toward me. Soon it's only a foot away from me. I pull my feet out of the water and squat next to the pool. Finally, the moving glow comes to a stop at the edge. A head with long blonde hair that is shockingly dry pokes out of the water. She giggles and a goldfish-colored tail slaps the water playfully. Hi, Taryn. If I'm remembering correctly, all of the books and stories Old Leg told me told of a mythical realm of magic run by several clans. Five to be exact. There was one mythical being, no one knew what she was, but she had the magic of all the clans. They called her the true ruler of old. When the mythical and real collided, Springshard was formed to protect that bridge, but in forming the boundary, the ruler was split into mythical and real. Springshard can only be freed once she becomes one again. Did I get that right? Perfectly. Oleg taught you well. Lena smiles proudly. So what does that have to do with Taryn? This inscription reads, unlocked only by the hands of the true ruler of old. If Taryn really placed the time orb here, then she's the ruler of old. We started this fire. It's up to Taryn to put it out once and for all. What about April? What happened to her? Well, she was never really alive. I can't really understand how she got here, but I do know that once Taryn stopped the turn back, she was probably reduced back to dust, the way she was before she came back. Chrome, you said you knew how she returned? Yeah, I remember most of that. 
I'm not quite sure on the details, but when the clans combine their magic, they can complete such tasks as using an image of a figure as a puppet for an ancient power to protect the town. I suspect that's what April was, a puppet for their own devices. How awful do you have to be to use a friend who's gone forever to manipulate people? Yeah, well, their family, what can you do? So now what? We wait for Tony to finish her job? Surely must be something we can do. Let's head back to 11th hour. I'm sure we can find some books on it. Plus, with both of you having your memory back, you'll be much more help for research. We start heading back to the old clock store, and I fall behind. It's nice to see Lena happy again. The three of them laugh and talk as they discuss theories of fantasy and our next steps. Before I exit the iron gates of the community garden, I take one last glance at the tall tree and the glowing light in the sky. <sighs> Taryn, wherever you are, I hope you make it out okay. The mermaid in front of me splashes her tail in the water, giggling as I try to place her laugh. Tetra? <laughs> you got it. So your true form is a mermaid. What? No. I'm a siren. Big difference. What, just because we both have tails, we're the same? Sorry, I didn't know. Well, I suppose I could forgive you, but only if you promise to remember me when you make decisions with the council. Wait, wait, what council? Didn't they explain it to you? Nothing about a council I had to head up. Well, you do know about the clans, don't you? Good. The clans each represent a different species. Fairy, siren, nymph, centaur, and gnome. Each clan nominates one member to sit on the council. We make the decisions for the mythical realm and control the connection to the real realm. We cause the turn back and all the changes. Isn't that neat? I'm still not seeing where I fit into this. Well, before she disappeared, the true ruler of old was the head of the council. All decisions went through her. So, once you retake your place as the head of council, remember me and all of your decisions. You say that like this is actually going to happen. Of course it is, Taryn. You are a good person. You won't let Spring Shard fall. Wait, what did he mean, I won't let Spring Shard fall? Well, you didn't think stopping the turn back would stabilize the town. You saved yourself time, but to truly save the town from destruction, you need to take your place as the true ruler of old. I don't think I can do that. We're having another council meeting in a few minutes. Come and see for yourself. You'll know where it is. She sinks back below the surface, and I stand up. I'll know where it is. Well, might as well start searching for it now. I continue down the cave until I reach a circular opening with six stone pedestals. Light filters from the holes in the ceiling, creating a warm and bright room. This is it. I know it is. I hear a splashing and a small pool of water bubbles up as Tetra leaps from the water, landing softly on a sitting position on a pedestal embedded with sapphire and covered in wet algae. A cold gust of wind blows up my hair as a collection of leaves and petals swirl around and condense into the form of Magna sitting on an emerald embedded pedestal covered in moss. Dottie flies down from the ceiling onto a sparkling ruby pedestal. A tawny center, I can only imagine as Xavier, walks over and stands by the amber pedestal. And a small gnome hops up onto the onyx pedestal. They all stare at me, occasionally looking at the tallest of the pedestals, one made of rock and diamond. Following their lead, 
I climb up onto it. Magnus smiles at me. All right, let's begin. For the next hour, they explain everything. From how the town came about to how the council was formed. There are more than five clans of beings. There are six, actually. The last being the elves. It was believed that the elves were too close to the real. That they would change and be lost forever. So for their own good, they were guarded from the truth. At least that's what the council believed. Should the elves be included in the council, Chrome would be the representative. They tell me everything. How the true ruler of old gave her life to ensure that Springshard was safe. Knowing that should the realm of the real see the realm of the mythical, that they would submit to fear and do everything in their power to rid the world of them. But her power is draining. The only way to protect the mythical beings of Springshard for good is for the true ruler of old to rise up and use her recharged power and body to balance the forces of real and mythical again. In the meantime, they would have to settle for seeming as real as possible and testing that ability by bringing people in. They explained that stopping the turn back without the true ruler would break the path of the mythical world. That's why they tried to stop us. If the turn back stopped without the true ruler, the borders would open, and the real world would be exposed to the raw power of the mythical. They show me the past, a beautiful world of magic and peace, one where every mythical being is free to be in their true form. But without the true ruler of old, this place is a memory. It's familiar. I know that past, that world of true mythical beauty. It's a place I've seen before, one I can bring back. I have my answer. I'll do it, but I have a few requirements. We've returned to the Spring Shard Garden, this time with a handful of emerald and sapphire stones. We watch as Lena places them at the edges of each stretching root of the tree. How does this help? It's part of the old ritual. If Taryn is going to finish this, she needs to do it properly. If you say so. We finish laying out the stones to Lena's instructions. We stand back and survey our work. What are you guys doing? Taryn! We all run and embrace her in a hug. Did you do it? Not exactly. Look, once I finish this, everything will change. I wanted to get one more goodbye in. Goodbye? Yeah. Once I do this, the border of Springshard will be much stronger. Only the mythical will be able to enter or exit. June, I'm afraid you won't be able to stay. I understand. Will you be okay? Yeah. This town isn't really my thing anyways. It'll be nice to go back to the quote-unquote real world. Taryn smiles sadly, and we hug before she turns to Chrome. So you're really gonna do it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm gonna miss you. But I'm glad you're finally back, your majesty. You know, I only agreed if they let the elves be part of the council again. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. What, just because I'm all important now, you thought you could get rid of me? (laughs) Welcome back, Crumb. Taryn holds out a hand for him to shake, but he pulls her into a hug. They break apart, and Taryn turns to Lena. I'm going to miss you. What if you didn't have to? What do you mean? Well, I know you aren't purely mythical, but every ruler needs an assistant. How'd you like to be an honorary member of the council? Really? Of course. You've proved yourself to be ready. Besides, it'll be good to have a timekeeper by my side. Lena smiles excitedly before composing herself and sticking a hand out to Taryn. It'd be an honor. Of course. If 
Finally, Taryn turns to Alita. Now, I don't want you to do anything, Taryn. Alita. No, no. I have everything I need right here. Besides, you can't give me what I truly want. Which is? Well, it's none of your business, Taryn. Don't worry about little old me. Go feel your destiny. And while you're busy, I will feel mine. Alita pats Taryn on the arm. I see Dottie and Xavier walk up to us, arms linked. Well, darling, are you ready? I think so. You are. I can tell. How do you know? Well, you've always been clever. People from Massachusetts often are. I'm not from Massachusetts. I didn't say you were. Okay. I'm gonna miss your cakes, Dottie. Well then, I'll just have to make some for our council meetings. You've grown into your magic well, Taryn. Taryn, it's time. Taryn nods and takes a deep breath. She turns toward the tree and places her hands onto the trunk. Looking up, she takes a deep breath and climbs up, pushing herself up with the branches and bracing her feet on the twisted knots. Finally, she reaches the top. She looks back down at us before stepping into the green light emitted from the tree. It lifts her into the air into the glowing point where they all meet, collides with her chest. And the sky bursts with light and I have to shield my eyes with my arm. Her left hand starts emitting a red light, her left blue, her left foot starts glowing a bright orange, and her right glows with black beams of light. Around her head, she seems to have a halo green light. Each color works its way to her chest, where they burst into a bright white light. The light dawns down enough for us to see. Her skin is almost glowing, her hair floats gently around her face, and she is now dressed in loose white and gold robes embedded with diamond. The air around her glitters like crystal. Finally, she opens her eyes and a burst of light, even greater than the last, shines over the town. I cover my eyes with my arm. And then it's over. All is silent. I remove my arm and find that I am no longer standing in the community garden in Springshard. I am standing on the street outside of my office where I worked before being transferred. Beside me is a bench. On it is a hat with a wide rim and a sticky note with the word press written on it in bubble letters stuck to the side. I'm out of spring shard for good. I'm not sure how they're doing there now. I don't know if any human will ever know, but all I know is this. Spring shard will live on forever for those who truly believe that magic can be found in every day. I put the hat on my head and I walk through the doors to the office. Final credits. <laughs> I did not think I would be this emotional. The awesome background and credit music was by Chaos Emerald on YouTube. Go check out her channel once this episode is done. In fact, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll even give you a link in the description below. You can also check her out on Instagram and Twitter at Emma Joyce Y. The voice of Dottie Queen was Olivia Hansen. The voice of Mayor Tetra Burns was Haley Holland. The voice of Lena, the leader of the Lemonade Gang, was Kirsten Gorman. The voice of April May was Denisha Ambwani. The voice of June Hardy was Carly Curtis. The voice of Olita Dupree was Marina Kiranova. The voice of Xavier Moss was Jillian Grace. And everyone else was voiced by me, AJ Robinson. The inspiration behind Chronicles of Spring Shard was Alex Hirsch's Gravity Falls and Stuart McLean's The Vinyl Cafe. 
Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Taggart, Peggy Robinson, and to you listening right now. The gates of Spring Shard may be closed, but its magic will live on in all of you forever. Thank you.